This, this, this is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host, Greg Crumpton. Hello, hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. I'm Tyler Kern, joined as always by Greg Crumpton. Greg, how are you doing today, man? Tyler, I'm doing super duper well. Um, glad to be into June already. We were just talking off off mic there about the um, how quickly this year has gone due to our our house arrest and COVID awareness. And uh, wow, June 9th. Who who knew? I know. I know it, it. It blows me away just how quickly these months have kind of flown by. Now, did did I see on social media, or I think it was LinkedIn, maybe that you had you got out of the house a little bit? Did you travel at all? Yeah, I made a couple of road trips recently. Uh, went to Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, in a car, and mm-hmm. that was cool. And I went to Pittsburgh in a car. So uh, had a couple of business things to handle, and I'm like, you know what, it. it you know, if I got to go, let's drive and enjoy the scenery. So I got some really yeah, cool man. pictures for the spring and early summer. So yeah, it's a good trip. Very nice, very nice. And you you got out from your uh, your self imposed house arrest. Yeah, the, that darn bracelet though, that ankle bracelet was tough to cut off. <laughs> it worked out okay. It, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I suppose we should introduce our fabulous guest for today. Her name is Molly Pietamonti, and she is the director at TPG Consulting. Molly, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you know, if you've listened to any of our previous episodes on Straight Outta Crumpton, which if you haven't, you should go back and listen to uh, to all of them. They're all fantastic. But if you're listening and, and you haven't heard one of these episodes before, what we do is we talk about how relationships affect business and how building and fostering positive uh, relationships can be so beneficial in, in today's business environment and also just in all aspects of our lives these days. And so Molly's joining to talk about that today. Uh, Greg, tell me a little bit about Molly. How did you guys meet in that sort of thing? Well, like, you know, most unique relationships, they start in some manner that you would have never thought about. And in this case, um, I met Molly's father, uh, like the, just a little bit after he had gotten back from China, he was over there doing some exploratory work for his own business practice. And, uh, he was, he was hosting like a symposium one night. And a guy who I was in Rotary Club with invited me to go hear him. And I had never heard of, of Molly's dad, Sam, at the time. So I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds really cool because I've always had an interest in China from a how big they build everything. And like they don't build a building. They build, you know, like 10, 100-story buildings at the same time. Yeah, right. So I was, I was just really intrigued by that. So I went. And and now I live really near, it's so funny, I live near the hotel where this event was happening. And um, so I'm listening to Sam talk that night. And after he got through talking in my normal shy self, I walked up and said, man, I don't know what the deal is with you, but I'm supposed to be talking to you more. And he looks at me like I was a stalker and um, <laughs> he's like, uh, oh, Okay. So anyway, uh, we go through uh, life a couple of years and I hired him and his firm to come in and assess my company to see what we needed to do better, what we did okay at, what we needed more of or less of. And so Sam and TPG helped me with that. And then just through staying in touch with Sam over the years, I wound up meeting his wonderful daughter 
his wife, his kids, you know, everybody. So, um, and then I think, and Molly, you, you feel free to correct me, but I think when you and I started talking, we were like a little bit weird enough to where we liked each other. That was exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, our, our, our unique, um, perspectives and, and we're both action oriented as opposed to talking about something forever. I think we both like to have an idea. Um, and, and Molly has helped, uh, actually helped service logic do some work as well. And, uh, the work that she's done for us has been really cool, but she's action oriented and, and I'm drawn to that. So without further ado, um, you know, I just felt like she would be a great person to have on the podcast and talk about her relationships and, and how she goes about her work. And I know a couple of people in her world, uh, Meg, Kim, uh, I could name others, but it, it wouldn't matter until she tells the stories. But uh, just a, a really cool young lady with, with uh, more years than, than chronologically uh, on the calendar for her uh, as far as experience. So there you go, Molly. I know it's a low bar to hit, but I gave you one. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was quite a warm introduction. Um, as I recall, I think that um, when we first met Greg, we both had this common interest of um, transferring what you call or what we call tribal knowledge from one generation to the next, you know, like as people are aging out of the workforce, what do we do and how do we get that information from the boomers who are leaving to the next people um, who are coming in. So I think that plays into relationships as well. And it's interesting to be able to put heads together generally generationally um, on on that topic. Yeah. While I, w- I was thinking about our, our call um, a couple of days ago, I pulled out that journal and I still have those notes from that first meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we were at WeWork, if I remember, where you were squatting. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, you and, and Rusty and, and me all sat there and just kind of pounded out this vision of, uh, and, and I mean, this wasn't the first meeting, but uh, just how to get that tribal knowledge from people uh, into the hands and the brains of, of the up-and-comers. And that is such a relational thing that, you know, you, you have to be, in my opinion anyway, you have to be comfortable of who you are giving your knowledge to and that they're receiving it in the right way. And, um, you know, that's something that, that we've worked on for a few years now. Absolutely. So tell me about, um, I, I find Meg really interesting. Um, I got a, actually got an email newsletter from her this morning, so I was thinking about her. But tell us about Meg and how you met her and what y'all do now and that relationship and the Peter Drucker thing she's doing. It's such a cool story there. Sure, absolutely. Um, So it's so funny how, you know, people come in and out of your life when you least expect it. So Meg and I um, most recently have done um, all kinds of work together. We've um, partnered on things. We've collaborated with clients. Um, we've been a part of, um, you know, business groups, women's business groups, things like that together. Um, and um, 
she, she and I actually met, um, when I was in high school and she was my high school English teacher. So, <laughs> That's so cool now it's so you know, crazy. As, yeah. as adults, because you think about, you know, when you're a kid, uh, or a teenager in high school, you're, you're, you don't think that that person standing in the front of the room would ever wind up, you know, you have a glass of wine with them later in life. I know it's wild. We're like buddies now. We're friends. So I guess she was like rookie of the year teacher. She must have been 22 or something like that um, when I was in high school and I was a senior. Um, so we're not that far off in age, actually. Um, and I was moving back to Charlotte. I had been living in Birmingham for about two years after college. And um, randomly, I was just like, hey, Meg, want to grab a coffee? Like, it's been a while. <laughs> and we went, we grabbed coffee. And lo and behold, all kinds of ideas started flowing. And we reconnected. And here we are. And so um, she, um, most recently, I guess it was in, they, they do this like annual Peter Drucker forum where essentially people can, it's in Vienna, Austria, and people can submit work or writing or ideas or innovative um, pieces on a topic or a theme for the forum for the year. And so she has been able to attend two years in a row and um, has actually placed in the past based on her innovative ideas, her writing and her brand strategy um, thought leadership. So it's been actually quite an organic connection within my network personally, but also with the performance group and the consulting work that we do since we are also in and out of businesses, um, working with our clients and brand and communication is such an integral part of that. Yeah, so cool because, you know, I, you know, I just flash back to, to a couple of the teachers that I had, you know, way back in the Stone Ages. And I, I just, I don't know any of them. And I would be sitting there as a senior thinking about how weird is it that I'm now having coffee or, or wine with this person because it's so far removed from my brain because of the, I think it's a generational thing also because your age group, I think is much more collaborative and it, seems to be a more natural thing for you and her than it would be for me and Mrs. Rosemary Armstrong, you know, my, my English teacher who apparently <laughs> did not do a very good job, by the way, but oh, um, man. <laughs> I, th I think she's deceased. So she'll be okay with that. But so, you know, the thing when I think about Meg is uh, no capital letters in her writing. That's so that's what jumps out in my head when I see her prose, uh, no cap so that's a cool story um really really i think it shows the you know the, the longevity and the maturity of a relationship but you got started in school you go away you do your thing birmingham come back bam here you are as, as co uh cohorts working together it's really cool and then yeah. a, another interesting relationship you have that i that i'm um intrigued by and, and I admire is uh, with Kim and uh, mm -hmm. you know some of the stuff we've done collectively uh, tell, tell me about that and how that got going and how you know you've taken these you know I look at it as a spoke and uh, 
hub arrangement with you being the hub and then you have these different spokes that you connect to TPG and then, you know, the outer realm of the wheel would be the client, you know, you're kind of the conduit. How, how does that work? Like, how did you and Kim get going? And then what I find fascinating is that you have this way of bringing people into your circle of, okay, here, here's Molly's idea. Here's my vision. And people go, yeah, I'm, I'd love to be part of that. And to me, that's what Kim has done, you know, like on the, on the uh, videos we've done together. Tell, tell me about that. How does that organically work? So Kim is a um, instructional designer, videographer. She has written online courses for many decades in a variety of spaces for on a variety of subjects. Um, so the way I think that relationship started for me was um, I always tell people that I have a lifetime of knowledge, but my lifetime isn't all that long. So I only know what I what I know. And therefore, I have to rely on people who know more than I do and are willing to lend their knowledge to me in order to get where I'm going. Um, so we... Well, that's that's a there. great outlook right there, if you don't mind me okay. jumping on that. That's a cool way of looking yeah. at it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I promise to pay it forward. I feel like there's a lot of um, people out there who have invested in me and I try to invest in others as much as I can. Um but I was catching up with an old client in um, Durham several years ago, and we were just talking about ideas together, which sometimes when you're just kind of shooting the breeze, throwing stuff out there, thinking together, you never know what's going to come out of it. And um, his name was Eric. And Eric said to me, hey, like I have this person I feel like you should meet. Her name is Kim. And... Um, so I set up a meeting, gave Kim a call and basically was like, Hey, I have this project. Like right now it's just an idea. We're thinking about education and video and bringing it all together. And what do you know that I don't know? And I can tell you what I want it to look like. And so, um, Kim and I started collaborating, um, with Greg and we made, um, several really cool videos together. Um, we designed some course outlines together. And, um, she's just been a great, great person to bring into my network. And I've actually shared in her network as well. Well, I, I just find it, um, yeah, I, I hate this word. Cool. <laughs> I, I hate using that word, but I've yet to figure out a better word. Um, intriguing, cool, you know, just a, a really cool relationship you guys have mm -hmm. because, watching what what y'all developed and the storyboard behind the videos and shameless plug here if you go to youtube you look at the service logic channel and you can see these videos we're talking about so i've got to plug that because these ladies did incredible work on it um thank you but i just love the way that you know y'all play off each other there's an idea there's a you know it looks like a home run but then one more level makes it like a grand slam, you know, because you, you play off each other and you feed the ideas. It's like I use the term compound knowledge. Um, and, and this kind of plays into what you said a while ago. Um, you, you've got a lifetime experience, but you've had a short life thus far. It's kind of like when I'm interviewing air conditioning people, 
and they say, well, I've got 20 years experience. And then you, you test them for their skill level or their knowledge level. And they've got about a five year, uh, you know, piece of work. Their body of work should have been done in five years, not 20. So I think, well, you didn't really compound your knowledge after you got to year five. You just repeated it. And what I find you do is you compound, you take that initial thing and then you make it better. And it's just like, uh, you know, I look at like people who make bread with a starter yeast. You know, you, you take this good glump of good and then you just keep spreading it and it gets better and better and better. So I, I love the way your, your uh, interaction and your growth of those relationships shows through in your work. I'm, I'm sure it's satisfying, you know, personally, but it, you know, the, if you look at Seth Godin, you know, I quote him a lot. Um, you know, you got to ship something so you can idea something to death, but eventually you got to produce and um, what what you have turned been awesome. So thank you for the hard work on that. Well, that's a giant compliment. Um, thank you. Um, I think that when it comes to relationships in general, I feel like there's like the the obvious features that everyone wants. You know, you want trust and reliability and honesty and open communication and all of those. And it all of those, um, they're important and they matter. But I think that for me to not get bored and to take it to the next level, it's all about seeking out different perspectives and experiences and worldviews and thinking together so that new ideas and new what ifs can come to the table, even if they are never acted on. It's just a continuous learning, growing process. And I think that it's very difficult to do that by yourself, for me, at least. I am a thinker out louder. I like multiple brains on a project um, or on anything. And um, I think that it's can be easy to get into the routine, stable, do the same thing, you know, 20 years of work with five years of knowledge, basically. But I think I would get bored. So I think it's partially personal decision. No, I, I do too. And, and I think about things like what you're describing. And for me, that's my Kaizen brain. You know, I, I, I do it, tweak it, adjust it, try to make it better do it, tweak it, adjust it, try to make it better in a, in a continual way. And that's just something I learned in the late 80s. I, I just got infatuated with learning about that Kaizen mentality. Um, so I try to apply that. And hopefully, uh, Tyler may disagree, but I hope these podcasts get better as we go. <laughs> the, uh, I, think, I, think that's, I think that's the case. But, but Greg, like even I think someone who has the experience that you have uh, other people might look at something like podcasts and think what you know how can this be a valuable thing but i think it shows an evolution and a willingness to try something new and try a you know a different medium something that hasn't been around for very long and, and to say okay yeah this this can be a valuable thing right and i think that even speaks a little bit more to to what molly is is talking about is that people pass along knowledge and then you take that 
and you know you surround yourself with people that have other ideas and, and different ideas and so you take the knowledge that's been passed down you you know apply it to your circumstances and then you evolve from there given you know the the talented people around you and the the resources at your disposal and so you know you have a set of knowledge that you have picked up over your years in the industry that you then take and you apply to this podcast and then you build on it. You add in your own experience. And, you know, it seems like you guys have similar mindsets when, when it comes to this sort of thing. No, that, thank you for that. First of all, that, that's well said. And, uh, you know, I, I just, Molly said it a while ago, there's also a piece of giving back and, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to appear goofy. I, I do it on a quite like daily basis. So, you know, somebody may say, oh, what's Crumpton doing this podcast for? I'm doing it for many reasons, uh, whether it be knowledge transfer, you know, putting putting myself out there a little bit and getting slapped around, I'm okay with. Uh, but what I really hope is that, you know, somebody will contact Molly and say, hey, you know, I heard a little bit about you on the podcast. I've got an idea. Or maybe somebody who works for Gwen Smothers up at Piedmont, you know, we had her on, like would reach out to Gwen and say, hey, tell me about the ladies in air conditioning. Or they go to Paige, who we've had on, and say, Paige, I've got an idea for a building. Could you help me design it? You know, that's my way of paying forward what I feel like that, you know, this up-and-coming group needs. Um, not needs, but but is entitled to and i don't use that word lightly because entitlement to me means you've earned it not that you know you're not entitled to something because you breathe you're entitled to it for me because you've earned it you proved it you you've said you want to do better more whatever so that's just my way of giving back uh, a little bit i love that it's the connectedness too building those connections um connecting the dots, connecting people. Um, I, I, it's kind of funny. I think of podcasts as a more, I don't know, a newer, a newer way to get out there, a newer way to communicate, a newer way to put out content. And I find it interesting that um, now, especially 2020, the year of the pandemic and everything else that went wrong, um, it's almost abundantly clear to me that um, innovation and doing things new and thinking together and asking those what if questions and making connections seems even more important than it was before. I know I read an article a few months ago about how there were so many startups that came out of 2008 and that and that great recession, like I think um, Uber and um, uh, WhatsApp, I think, and uh, several others. And I love that um, I get to be a guest here and connect in this new wave of what's next and what if, and let's innovate and get started. Yep. Well said. Molly, one of the things that I'm, I'm curious about is that you and I are, are similar in age. And I think that one of the things that's been true of millennials is that uh, we tend to be stigmatized by other generations of having certain personality traits or being a certain way um, or, or anything like that. Have you found that in your interactions with, uh, you know, cross-generational interactions with people that you have changed minds or had to kind of work against some of the preconceived notions that people can have with millennials and that sort of thing? What, what has that been like for you? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think that 
well, I look, I think I look pretty young anyways. <laughs> so, um, I think that age is always a factor and generational mentality is always a factor. And I hope that I try to outshine that a little bit and I try to work harder to prove myself. Um, so I think also the people that I enjoy doing relationships with are a little bit curious, like, Oh, it's a millennial in the wild. What's it like out there for you? You really eat <laughs> avocado toast every day. Can, like, what is that like? Um, and I feel sort of the same way. So I feel like when you have inherently curious people, it's a little bit easier to overcome than when you're closed minded or dealing with a closed minded person. That's like, Oh, you ungrateful millennials. I'm like, well, if you think I'm ungrateful, I promise you I'll prove you wrong. And I'll laugh at the millennial jokes right along with you. Cause I promise there's some entitled people that I went to high school with. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think every battle in that sense is what you make of it. And if we're really gonna, worry that much about my reputation as a generation, then that's just petty. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> that's how I feel. Well, I, I think that, um, you know, listening to both of you and working with both of you, you know, God knows I'm, I'm, I'm like the, the old guy in the room who's always supporting the up and coming generation because I used to be that, you know, so I always want to pay it forward and, and help. But you know, the, the other piece of that equation is, is, you know, Molly's a female, uh, and you're not Tyler, as far as I know. Um, you are correct. And, you know, that comes with its own set of boundaries or, or guardrails that you have to run through. But I've seen Molly, uh, in, in action with a room full of 12, uh, old middle-aged guys like me, uh, and just stand up there and shine only female in the room now, much less a millennial or whatever age group you're in. Um, and just, it's so cool. Cause you're like, you know, wow, look at this girl go. And, you know, yes, I brought her into the organization, but it's still fun to watch her shine and use her skills to deliver, you know, this thing that we were, were working on as a concept for our team. Uh, that's just fun to me to see people kind of break that that barrier and and really outperform their age. And I, I know it sounds weird, outperform, but it's not outperforming if you guys have that expectation of yourself. You're only hitting your your you know your pre-described or internal goal, but for other people, you would be outperforming your age if they don't know you. So very fun to watch both of y'all and Tyler just got a nice promotion. Uh, so that's always fun to see people on the rise. And, you know, I, I know the work he does and puts into to his work. And this is kind of a, um, maybe it's a pro bono for me. I don't know. He's working, working hard, but you know, he's got a bunch of other stuff he does at market scale. And, um, so it's just fun to see people elevate, but, we also come back to the relation because now when I'm in Dallas, Texas, there's no way I'm not going to have, you know, a cup of coffee or, or a meal with Tyler uh, because of our shared experiences. So I, I think it's awesome. That is awesome. Congratulations, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's fun to kind of um, 
I don't know, we have like have the element of surprise a little bit, you know, to exceed expectations or to, um, you know, deliver the unexpected based on um, what people might have preconceived notions of you. I also think it sort of can go both ways. I was talking to um, a woman in my network that we've, I was working on a project with her and um, we were talking about the issues or the challenges or insecurities that we feel with age and presenting ourselves to the market, me looking younger and being a millennial and her approaching her retirement years um, of her business and, and what that means for her. And she, she it was kind of a, an interesting bonding moment where she's like, you know, I feel it too. I don't want to be the old buddy duddy in the room where everyone's like, oh, your ideas are old and seasoned. Um, so it goes both ways. Well, for, for those who are listening and not watching, which that would be everybody, um, Molly gets carded when she orders a kid meal because that's, <laughs> that's how young she looks. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I can't believe that we're up on our time limit here. Um, it, it's really been fun, Molly, to, to recap you know, what you've been able to do in the, in the few years we've been together and working together. Um, I just, I find just so much, uh, enjoyment watching your career and, and your relationships blossom. So thank you for, uh, taking some time and Tyler, you, you have been very, uh, vocal today. So I'm very proud that, that you have, uh, like really drilled into this. I think we hit a little button with you here. Yeah, no, this was, this was a fun conversation and I really enjoyed how Molly does uh, approach what she does. And I, I love that idea of that, that transference of knowledge, um, but then also building upon it and, and working with, with different people and her natural curiosity. And so this was a really fun conversation. I feel like I learned a lot and really appreciated, uh, you know, some of the things that, that Molly brought to the table. Well, thank you both. This is relationship building in action, Tyler. This is awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Got to put it into practice on the podcast. Yes, this has been very fun. So thank you for thinking of me and inviting me on. And I can't wait to hear more episodes of Straight Outta Crump Crumpton. Wow. Look at that girl go. <laughs> I know. Plug it away here. I love it. Love it. <laughs> I know. And actually, we are building Straight Outta Crumpton its own channels on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So soon you'll be able to subscribe just to Straight Outta Crumpton and get every episode right there and you can listen to previous episodes and then you know automatically get the new ones that we uh, that we release so uh, exciting times in the straight out of crumpton world and if, right. if you ever get stuck you can always go to gregcrumpton.com it's it's all there as well so exactly well tyler thanks thanks for uh, again hurting the kittens to get all this done for us <laughs> it's it's a pleasure i, I love doing this and uh, and like molly said it's uh, it's relationship building in action uh doing these podcasts and it's uh it's a blast so thank you both for uh, for being here today my pleasure yeah. as well absolutely and everybody thank you for listening to this episode of straight out of crumpton as i mentioned stay tuned for that uh, spotify and apple podcast channel that way you can uh, automatically get those episodes and also you can go to gregcrumpton.com as greg mentioned and find all the episodes there as well and of course we'll be back soon with more episodes but until then i'm tyler kern for greg crumpton and molly Pedamonte. we will talk to you again soon 